Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you to the show. You know, my friends, I want to put something out here right out of the gate. I'm probably going to get criticized for this. That's okay. I'm totally fine with that. I'm no stranger to criticism. But over the last couple weeks, I've been building a case in my own head. And a very recent event has kind of shown me that my suspicions are true. I believe, and this is purely based on what I've seen, I'm not making any official accusations against anybody, but what I will say is I believe that the conservative movement, there's this idea of big con. I think Steven Crowder was the first guy to use the term big con, the idea of big conservatism, like there's big tech, like there's big media. Well, I'm very certain now, more than I ever have been in my life, that big con is a very real thing. The controlled opposition of our time. And of course, if I gave you names and whatnot, I mean, people could probably sue me and they probably might. I don't want to deal with that. What I will do, though, is let public record speak for itself. We have people out here such as individuals over at the Daily Wire who claim like they're so anti- Oh, I'm so against the establishment, bro. I'm so on the fringe, man. And yet they're still monetized on YouTube. Yet they're still monetized and they have live ad reads. So obviously they're getting paid. You ever wonder why a lot of conservative talk, and I'm not saying that I'm more conservative than anybody else. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to say that. What I will say is, you ever notice why shows like mine, other gentlemen such as myself who have similar philosophies or similar ideas, you ever notice that we're shadow banned, we're put into the basket of deplorables, according to Hillary Clinton, but yet there are certain other people who are quote-unquote conservatives who don't suffer from shadow banning. In fact, as we are being pushed down, they are being propped up. They're monetized on YouTube. They're put forward and pushed in the algorithms. But yet, they say they're public enemy number one. Oh, they're all against me. I'm fighting the New World Order. You know, all that kind of stuff. But yet, for some reason, New World Order doesn't seem to be all that, all that worried about them. Because if they were, then they'd be thrown off platforms like Alex Jones. They'd be demonetized and um, pushed to the side like Steven Crowder has been. But yet, for some reason, other people, they don't seem to suffer that fate. You ever wonder why that is? You ever wonder why certain people, they're not, they, they for some reason, they're so constitutionalist and they, and they thump the Constitution like a lot of people thump the Bible, but yet for some reason, they're monetized and they're millionaires, if not billionaires, and yet they're, they shake hands with people at big tech. They do active work with big tech. They make a lot of money off of big tech. You ever wonder why that is? You ever wonder why a lot of people sound exactly the same as everybody else? They don't talk about topics like that I talk about on this show, about how marriage is largely a complete garbage can and how men have no reason to get married because they don't benefit at all. You never hear them say something like that. Why? Because it doesn't fit with the programming. They're just enough 
off of the beaten path of the mainstream media that they seem edgy by comparison when in fact they are not. They are the very thing in my estimation that they attempt to say they are not. You ever seen a person show who's like, I'm against the establishment, I'm against the establishment, I'm against the establishment, over and over again? It's like someone saying that, oh, I'm so edgy, oh, trust me, oh, you ever met someone in your life that's like, oh, trust me, oh, trust me, oh, trust me all the time? As soon as someone says something like that to me, my first reaction is to say, uh, why would you, why would you tell me to trust you? Wouldn't I just trust you based on me being able to verify what you're saying is true? Why are you compensating for that? No, I get it. Very circumstantial evidence. But you know what? We're going to get into some real concrete evidence. And by the end of the show, you can make up your own mind as to whether corporate conservatism is a real thing. And the control of opposition is what they are, what I claim that they could be. Let's look at this. I guarantee you everybody's heard of this by now. The uh, Ben Shapiro rap song. Everybody heard of this? I heard of it. I actually wasn't that bad. I'll be totally honest. I listened to it. It actually wasn't that bad. In fact, he was probably better than most rappers. And the number one thing that I think everybody agreed on when they listened to this song was this is the first time that any rapper has actually rapped slower than they talk in real life, <laughs> which was actually really funny. But the very fact that a guy like Ben can go from, so he's supposedly a, a big public menace to big tech. And apparently he's supposed to be like this, uh, conservative rogue right but yet his agent is the same is rush limbaugh's brother who also represents all the other big guys in the conservative movement oh this is all public record i'm not making this up this is all public record but let's look at the let's look at the song his song went to like number 16 it was like topping the charts his song like went from just to topping the charts competing with megan the stallion um, Nicki Minaj competing with these big named individuals. Of course, he call he he threw darts in his in his rap. I mean, everybody does that. That's nothing new in hip hop. But let's be real here. Let me ask you a question. Do you think a guy? Let's just pick one random person. Let's see Alex Jones. Do you think Alex Jones could write a rap song and then go to number one on on iTunes? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. They, not that he couldn't do it, because I guarantee you he could actually be pretty good. Problem is, they wouldn't let him. Now, I'm not saying I agree with everything Alex Jones says before people want to say that I, I'm exactly like he is. Do I think some of the things he said are true? Sure. Do I think he's entertaining? Absolutely. Do I think that he could be a nice guy in person? Oh, 100%. But let's look at this. When's the last time that you saw someone more on the dark side of the conservative media get recognized by public figures and, you know, had this level of success with not, in Ben's words, he did it for fun and he didn't try. When's the last time you saw someone else in the conservative media or people who aren't represented by certain other people, when's the last time you saw someone in the conservative media pull this off? Didn't. Because they can't. Because they wouldn't let them. You really think that Apple would let a guy like Alex Jones go to number one on iTunes? I doubt it. You really think they let a guy like Steven Crowder do it? I doubt it. 
Is he talented enough to do it? Absolutely. But would they let him do it? No. Let's look at this, for example. Not enough for you? Okay, let's go. And I'm not just picking on this guy in particular. The only reason I'm so singling out Ben Shapiro is because he's so recognizable. He's a, he's a household name at this point. Everybody knows who he is. He's like Trump. Everybody knows who he is. As soon as you say it, everybody knows who he is. So he's, so he, they demonetized him for like, what, a couple days? And then all of a sudden he gets his, re, his monetization back. And then you have guys like Steven Crowder talking about the, uh, the Daily Wire contracts in this video he put out like a couple months ago, talking about how they're in bed with big tech. And this only, to me, solidifies exactly what he's talking about. Why is it that guys who could compete with Ben, like Steven Crowder, Alex Jones, why is it guys like that, um, the Hodge twins, all these guys, why are they thrown off? Why are they shadow banned? Why are they thrown off the monetization train when guys like Ben are not? Why is that? Now, I'm not saying that their message is bad. In fact, I agree with a lot of things that Ben Shapiro says. But here's the problem. Why are some people able to get their monetization back, whereas other people with a very similar message, by the way, why is that? Why are they not allowed to do it? Answer, because the Daily Wire content largely, not entirely, there are guys like um, Matt Walsh who do a really good job. I don't agree with everything he says either, especially with it when he says about marriage, because what he says about marriage is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But how do you explain to me that one side is really, really, like, sanitized. It's like, um, uh, what's a good analogy? Uh, let's say you're, go it's like the, um, the bread, it's like the, the Wonder Bread you get at the grocery store. It's been, it's been completely stripped of all its nutrients, essentially. Will it still give you calories and energy? Yes. Will it still meet your daily macros? Yes. But is it going to really give you that deep, rich fiber? No. No, it won't. But then you go to guys over at like Bug Club, for example, they are demonetized. They are being pushed off of YouTube so much they sided with Rumble, which is an interesting choice. But I think it's, hey, you know what, at the end of the day, you got to make money. I understand that. But when you look at it, I think some people care more about money than they do about actually telling you the truth and exposing certain unsavory realities in the society in which we live. Now, are you tell I'm not telling you to not listen to these people. You can do what you want. It's a free country. And like I said, a lot of times they put out good content, but it's not adventurous content. The last time I saw something that was somewhat provocative, and even then I was still not completely sold on it, was the Matt Walsh's uh, What is a Woman? That was an interesting one. But again, how is it they are still monetized still doing live ad reads, whereas guys like Steven Crowder, who are, they're supposed to be friends in real life. Why is it that he's demonetized? Why is it he has to basically go fully independent because he, he's not getting a dime from big tech, in my estimation? Why is it that that's happening to him? Also, I don't think it's a coincidence that he's now in a divorce and that he's being, in my estimation, completely drawn over the coals in his divorce. That's, I don't think that's an accident either, by the way. I don't... Look, say whatever you want. I'm simply putting out ideas, okay? 
let's go to this. It's not just the, the Daily Wire and whatnot stuff. Let's look at this. This happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Michael Savage. I listened to him for years as a kid. I still listen to him occasionally now. Fantastic. Very wise guy. Very intelligent. Very old school. I a lot of respect for him. Let's look at this. He had a very interesting kind of cryptic tweet on the 23rd of January where he kind of called out guys like Dan Bongino. He called out Mark Levin. These guys, right? Which is nothing new. He's done it for years. But look at this response from Dan Bongino. Look at this. Instead of coming at it, he takes on this big tough guy act. Like, oh, he's like, um, what's the guy's name? Um, who's the guy that played? He was in the Godfather movies. Why am I blinking on this guy's name? This is so terrible. Um, dang it. I'm blinking on this guy's name. I'm so sorry. Um, anyways, it's like when... People would say to Trump, like, oh, he's a mook, he's a bomb, I'm gonna punch him in the nose type garbage, you know? It's the same thing. It's a, it's a tough guy act that nobody actually believes unless they actually love you. Like, they don't, no one believes this. Nobody actually thinks, like, again, where's the, if you're so smart, how do you say you're public enemy number one? Meanwhile, you take Rush's old spot on the radio, and then have the nerve to, instead of debating somebody in good faith, you just insult them and, and cuss them out, and then ex and then resort to this kind of middle school level garbage. How do you how do you say this though? Again, no respect, no. Hey, you know what? I disagree with you. I, I you know, we. I'm not going to insult you. I respect you professionally. Let's not do this. But of course, because. Oh, I'm so tough, bro. Look at me. I'm going to swear and, and, and threaten you. Oh, my God. I'm so brave. And, of course, you know me. I, I can't just sit by and let a good, you know, bar-level brawl go to waste. So I weighed in on it, too. See, look. Who talks like this, bro? How do you, how do you talk like this? This is totally fake. Wow, dude. Again, if you're such a tough guy, you don't have to be a complete douche. You can literally just do your thing and stay in your own lane. But yet, we have feuds like this. You see, but this is the stark contrast. Let's look at Michael Savage. Guy was driven off the radio because he was too incendiary. They didn't want him anymore. And then you have guys like Dan Bongino, who's supposed to be, oh, I'm public enemy number one, man. And then you have him talking like he's in high school he's talking like a high school bully but yet he's making millions of dollars as a quote conservative talk show host again i'm not telling you not to listen to these people what i'm telling you is don't you think it's rather odd that there's like a cartel for conservative media on one side and then the wild west on the other side that has to vie for independency because they can't get monetization on YouTube. They can't get monetization on their podcasting. I mean, some of them might be able to, but again, I guarantee you they're getting boycotted left and right. 
They're getting censored. They're getting shadow banned and everything in between. But then you have guys who are supposedly on the same political side of the spectrum, but yet they get full monetization. They get pushed in the algorithms and they make even more money. Can you explain that to me, please? Can you kindly explain how that's possible? I mean, there's really not that many answers. The answer is clear and it totally makes sense too. If you control the media, obviously you want to appeal to as many audiences as possible, which is included and not limited to the conservative media. And so then you end up having conversations like this if you want to make it big. This is business business. Numbers. Is this working? Yes. Yay! And then before you know it, they say, oh, no, no, don't worry. You could still talk about it, but just don't talk about this. Don't talk about this thing over here. Uh, sugarcoat this right here and uh you know obviously we want you want us to we want you to criticize us just don't do it too much too viciously or um or anything else again to me it was the rap song thing the dip into hip-hop which is hugely controlled by the left-winger types the robber barons of our time you really think that another guy who wasn't in bed with big tech, allegedly, could do something like that? I can guarantee you it won't happen. It's not possible. Because you have to kiss the ring to some extent, especially when you're moving into a new era, new arena. Look, I'm not telling you for certain that any of this is true. What I am telling you is this. I want you to please question what you consume. Because, you know, guys like me, and obviously I don't have the biggest audience in the world, but I'll tell you this. I'm not afraid to say what I believe. I say it all the time on this show. Does that cost me advertisers? Yes. Could I curtail my message and grow four times the rate that I'm growing right now? <laughs> yes. Yes, I could. But I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I'd go to sleep every night knowing that I'm a fraud. And I can't. I don't care if my sheets are made out of Egyptian cotton. I'd still feel like crap. So that's why I don't sell out. I don't sell out my message. I don't pretend to say that I advocate for marriage all the time. I don't. I, I wrote Biblical Bachelor for God's sakes. Because I see what's actually happening in society. And I'm not just going to go along with the average conservative message. Because that would make me more mainstream. I'm not doing it just to get followers. I'm doing this because I want you to understand there are alternative routes. There is value in having your own personal philosophy out here. There's power in it. And most people don't have the courage to go their own way. They might be able to go someone else's way on a road that's already semi-paved, but they won't clear out a whole new road, a whole new route, start with a dirt road, and before you know it, it's a paved route with lots of traffic. That takes work, takes sacrifice, takes risk. Not everybody's capable of doing that. Are you? That's the question you'll have to answer for yourself. Well, my friends, I firmly believe that big tech and big conservative is, they have a link of some kind. Of that, I can be very reasonably certain. The question is, what are you gonna do about it? The only thing you can do, vote with your dollar. Let your money decide because money talks and BS walks, but at the end of the day, it all decides on what you want to do. Are you going to be in bed with big tech and in, in drag, or are you going to go and help the independents out there who are trying to blaze a whole new trail? That's up to you, my friends.
I implore you to do what you think is right. Not what you think other people will like, but what you think is right. That is what I ask of you. My friends, I hope you learned something today. I hope I gave you food for thought. Until next time, God bless you. I'm out of here. Peace.